Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Assalamu alaikum. In this video, we will be discussing the topic regarding menstruation and whether or not it is a taboo or a blessing. This plagues women of all religions and cultures, and it is difficult to give a proper answer to such a controversial question. This question must be addressed to clarify any misconceptions about menstruation, especially when it isn't actually a form of punishment from an Islamic perspective. It is actually a blessing in disguise. Question 1. Is menstruation seen as a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Islam? Periods are not some form of punishment to women and it shouldn't be viewed as a horrible disease either. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most just and has stated that men and women are created equal in terms of their ability to earn hasanat in the Quran. For example, the Quran states, If any do deeds of righteousness, be they male or female, and have faith, they will enter heaven, and not the least injustice will be done to them. Islam does put some restrictions on Muslims during this time, but that does not mean it's taboo. In the Quran, in regards to the holy book, it says none touches it except the purified. While there is some debate over this, most agree that it's referring to being free from ritual impurities such as defecation, intercourse, as well as menstruation. With the flow of any ritually impure substance to a point where it requires cleaning, wudu is broken and a human is considered impure. This is true for both men and women, and it's not a taboo but a matter of cleanliness, as is the fact that anything that exits from the private areas breaks wudu in males and females. It has nothing to do with punishing females at all. Question 2. Do I miss out on good deeds when I'm on my period? No, because just like how we are rewarded for following the command of wearing hijab, not eating pork, etc., we are rewarded for following Allah's command of not praying while menstruating. A woman is considered ritually impure during her period, meaning if she performs prayer knowingly while menstruating, there is a legal consequence for this according to Islamic jurisprudence, not a spiritual one. This means that every second a woman obeys Allah's command by avoiding actions forbidden to her while she's on her period, she will be rewarded. Question 3. What are some examples of common misconceptions regarding menstruation? One common misconception is that women are not allowed to shower while on their menstrual cycles. However, that completely goes against one of the fundamental actions in Islam, cleanliness. Additionally, women have to perform ghusl following the end of their menses, which is similar to showering. So how could we not be allowed to during? It's important to be able to discern misconception from difference in madhab or opinion based on school of thought. For example, there's a difference in opinion on whether menstruating women can listen to, touch, or recite the Quran. To do this, we should refer to Islamic sources for answers. While there are misconceptions about what Islam says regarding menstruating women, there are also misconceptions that have roots in culture which are pushed onto some women. Many women are taught that it's haram to talk about periods for the sake of being modest, while in reality, it is our responsibility as women to learn the rulings which pertain to us. This misconception causes women to grow up thinking they have to pretend to pray or fast, eat in extreme secrecy, and never discuss periods, when in fact none of that comes from Islam. Question 4. What evidence does Islam state about the myth that menstruation is a taboo? 
A lost phone with Allah repeats many times throughout the Quran how much he loves his servants. For example, in the Quran he says, Allah loves the God-fearing. He doesn't specify males or females because all humans are equal. Since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves his female and male servants equally, it's illogical to believe that menstruation is a punishment for women. Allah does everything for our benefit, even if it's in the form of a test for some. But this dunya is a test. Menstruation will not occur in the afternoon. There are many hadith which explain that Muslims are alleviated of their sins every time they feel pain. For example, Abu Huraira narrates that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, When Allah wants to be good to someone, he tries him with some hardship. Abu Huraira also reports that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, For every misfortune, illness, anxiety, grief, or hurt that afflicts a Muslim, even the hurt caused by the pricking of a thorn, Allah removes some of his sins. Ibn Masood said, I visited the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when he had a fever. I exclaimed, O Messenger of Allah, you have a high fever. He said, My fever is as much as two among you might have. I asked, Is it because you have a double reward? He replied, Yes, that is right. No Muslim is afflicted with any hurt, even if it is no more than the pricking of a thorn. But Allah wipes off his sins because of it, and his sins fall away from him as leaves fall from a tree. Question 5. Does Islam say a woman should be treated differently while she's on her period? There are two hadiths that make it clear that women should not be treated negatively, especially when she's menstruating. She should not be ignored and instead should be treated with respect and compassion for the sake of Allah Allah. Prior to the time of the Prophet peace be upon him, men would refuse to go near their wives when they were on their periods. They would not eat with them, drink with them, or even go near them. Hence, companions proceeded to ask the Prophet, peace be upon him, about this, to which he replied that do everything with her except sexual intercourse. Aisha narrated, The Prophet وسلم, and I used to take a bath from a single pot while we were junoop. During the menses, he used to order me to put on Izar, which is a dress worn below the waist, and used to fondle me. While in Ithikaf, he used to bring his head near me, and I would wash it while I used to be on my periods. The topic of menstruation has been considered a taboo in many cultures for a very long time, and as a result, it has become ignored for the most part. Due to the lack of knowledge, people have been creating these false misconceptions concerning women's menstrual cycles. Islam, however, does not stigmatize the concept of menstruation. Living our lives according to the Islamic principles helps clear up any misconceptions, which is why we must remember to refer to Hadith, Sunnah, and the Quran whenever we are confused on a subject. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.